0: This is The Office Manager Diaries, a podcast all about the highs and the lows of professionals in office management around the world. We'll delve into their career journeys and diaries where they'll share their stories, tips for success and only things office managers understand. Enjoy and please remember to give us a follow. Hi everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Office Manager Diaries podcast. We have got one of our very first international office managers on at the pod this morning. Um so we had Sakina Barr on as part of the awards episode who is based in Paris but this is our first solo episode with somebody overseas all the way from Australia. Welcome to Sarah Charters who is the owner of Office Magazine. Hi Sarah. Hi Hannah, thank you for having me. Pleasure. Thank you so much for being on. I um, have been chatting to Sarah, I think we first connected through Instagram so following each other's stories and Sarah's done some incredibly engaging things, particularly in the office management space so I'm really keen to find out much more about you. And we'll share with our listeners some of the experiences that you've had to date and what you're up to now. So thank you for being on. It's always difficult because we had to, we've worked on this for a while, haven't we, trying to get this time in. But because of the time differences, it's like your morning, my my evening. So it's early my my time and it's a bit later Sarah's time, but it's, it's working out. So I've got my coffee here. You've been in the office management world for some time. So can you tell us more about your career journey and what you're doing at present, please?
1: I can. Um, I've been an office manager for about 12 years now Um, it's a job that I fell into but now I couldn't think of a job that was the types of jobs I do I couldn't think of a better thing for me or my personality Um, I started as a receptionist um, at a coffee company and it was really basic. It was just answering the phone and taking orders. And then I decided that I would like to take over the accounts girl's job. So I started asking her about how she was doing that, and eventually she left. And I asked if I could just do her job as well. So then I did her job, and then we got a new um, a new office manager to the space. And I had been at the company for the longest, so I had to show him the ropes. And he was there for about five years, I think. And I took over his job as well. <laughs> I would go into his office every every Friday um, just after lunch and go through his desk with him because his desk was really messy and I didn't like that. So I would say, I see this paper. What is this? What needs to be done? Can I do that for you? Can I do that for you? And I would just start taking stuff. And he's like, no, 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 don't take it. Like I need, I've. I, I'm going to do that. It's my job. Michael, you're too slow. You've had all week. So I'm going to do that for you. <laughs> and then when he renounced that he was when he was leaving the company, um, we were waiting for his replacement to turn up from head office. And we we're getting a bit worried because nobody, his due date to leave was was approaching and we hadn't heard anything from head office. And then the managing director phoned on the day my boss left and i said who who's going to be the office manager and he just said you will and i said i'm the, just the receptionist i can't do that and he he just wasn't having any of it he's like no you will
0: and you've taken over this person's job already so you can do you can do it i'm i've, I've got this image of you kind of just flicking people out of the company like craftily here it just sounds like i want to do your job so you're going to leave <laughs>
1: yep yep that was a little bit how it was <laughs> Yeah. So he, the managing director was telling me that um, you're going to do it. And I said, I I can't do that. I I don't want to do that. I don't know how. And he said, you're already doing it. You'll be fine. Don't be so dramatic. And he hung up (laughs) and then that was it. I became the office manager from that day forward. And I, I just set to improving everything I could really Cause I'm like, well, this is, this is my office now. So if it's dirty, that's on me. If it's unorganized, that's on me. If I have customers who are unhappy, that's on me. So like, I really felt like the buck stopped with me there. And I spent the first six months running myself off my feet, doing everything from, you know, the accounts receivable to, you know, warehouse safety audit and, and all kinds of coordinating a kitchen renovation and I made this big report for, for the director after that six month check-in and he gave, gave me a pay rise.
0: Amazing. <laughs> yeah. That's ratification that you're doing a good job right there.
1: Yeah. And then I thought, this is fun. I get to just do whatever whatever I, I feel I need to do. I didn't have to ask anybody if I could do something. I would just do it because it's my office. Um, and that, that sense of autonomy really, really speaks to me. I, I really need that. So from then on, I've been doing this kind of, this kind of role in different companies. I actually have this book. This is a Smithson notebook when I started my business and it's like a diary of my business. And I actually wrote something in here about having a crazy idea to be with VA. And then that's like, what happened? But I was actually looking for the date of when, um, September, 2021, this is my WhatsApp conversation
0: Oh, my God. You've, like, printed it and pinned it. Oh, call. cool. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, and I I don't know if this is going to answer a question somewhere else, but it seems pertinent since it's in front of me. Um, I would come home from work often and tell my friends about all the things I'm doing at work, and I don't really know anybody who does what I do, even though it's really common. Um, and so they're like, this is just, this is amazing. You need to share this with people. And I'm like, no one cares about spreadsheets. No one cares about documents. Um, And my friend said, yeah, you need it. You need a website or an Instagram or something. And then we started brainstorming ideas and then Office Magazine was born from there. It actually started as a hobby. It was never meant to make any money. It was just my creative outlet to document what I was doing at work and how to help other admin people. So. At the end of or towards the, the end of 2022, I was suffering pretty bad with some medical issues and I I needed a break from from work. I was commuting into the CBD every day, um, running a heritage building in, in the city. So five stories of steep stairs was running me ragged. Um, it was my dream job, but I, I needed to take a rest. So. I decided to become a virtual assistant. So it's it's doing the same job as an office manager, but remotely. And now I can just focus on the parts of my job that I really enjoyed rather than some of the less fun parts of the job.
0: What are the less fun
1: parts for you? Meetings. And this is going to sound really awful, but I don't like being told what to do. I like being given like a direction I've had a few good bosses in the past that understand that, but I've had some pretty, pretty micromanaging bosses. And if, if I'm put in a micromanaging position, it just really doesn't work well. And I don't perform very well. So if you, if you sit there kind of like a collaboration, like we need to get this done. Can you just take care of it? Then I'll just run and get it done. But if, if you sit there and go, well, I want you to do that and then step it out. Yeah. I don't like that. I don't think That's- anybody does
0: and I, I I don't think office managers thrive in that kind of environment either because like you said a while ago you know the autonomy that you have in office management to be creative to be a critical thinker and to be analytical all these things that we probably don't even realize we're doing regularly to foresee to act on to react to the different hats and situations that we we are dealing with in you know every single day essentially so I don't think anybody would thrive in that environment because actually it's really time-consuming to be micromanaged as well. It's a very negative style of management. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I get that. And with the meetings, is that going to meetings or arranging them? Both? No. <laughs> going to meetings,
1: going to meetings. I I find a lot of people or most people don't know how to have an effective meeting and and the productivity nerd in me is just twitching that like most of the people in this room don't have anything meaningful to contribute so let's not waste everyone's time like I just want things done because my list is long enough yeah
0: yeah I hear you there I hear you there maybe there's there's a webinar in there somewhere for us to do on uh, how to have a productive (laughs) meeting yeah so what sort of things are you now doing day-to-day the things that you said you enjoy as part of Office Magazine and and what does a typical day look like for you now Sarah
1: So a typical day for me is usually getting outside and seeing the sun. I like to start my day off really really well, like a slow a slow wake up with the sun. The types of tasks that I need to do in a day will will depend on how early or late in the day I start because I'm really wary of my energy. If I go too hard too soon then I'm just flat for the rest of the afternoon but usually I put my toughest tasks in the morning and my fun ones in the afternoon because I can just go forever on a fun task. Um, So the kinds of things that I'm doing every day are um, digital content creation. Um, I make a lot of documents, uh, a lot of processes um, auditing of um, company uh, processes and policies and procedures, um, and then that that virtual OM stuff as well. Um, you know, and, on the tech side, setting up new starters, offboarding new starters, arranging their medicals, booking accommodation, that kind of thing.
0: Yeah, love that. And it makes so much sense. I I have discovered I've not had to go into London too much lately, and I've discovered that. I am very much a slow burner in the mornings. I get up, walk my dog, have my breakfast and I get started. And if I've got calls and things, it kind of energizes me much faster. But if I haven't got anything too um, intensive like that, I tend to work much later in the evening because that's when my energy is actually at its highest. And it's probably not a good thing. I do sleep fairly well most of the time, but I think it's really important to to understand when your energy is high and low and and take stock of those moments to really especially as an office manager really manage that consciously and actively mm-hmm. because burnout is is so real in these roles so so on that note, can you share with us some challenges please that you've faced in your career as an office manager and how you overcame those?
1: Mm, the biggest challenge that I've faced in every role I've had would be your boss will ask you to do something and for you to do the task requires someone else to do the task. So if that person doesn't do what you've asked them to do, then you haven't done your job. And sometimes the role of office manager is not really respected that well. And so people will just ignore you and they will ignore your requests so if I have encountered that kind of behavior repeatedly from people, then I will raise it with my manager and say, you know, I have communicated effectively what I need and show them. Um, I either need you to talk to them because that this is a pattern here, um, or I'll just declare war and CC the boss
0: no <laughs> so when you said I'll just declare and you had the pause I was the I the word came to me war clearly but I was like no she's not gonna say no she says well okay <laughs> yes no. and what does that yeah. end up looking like
1: well I at the beginning of my career I was very I was very conscious of upsetting people but I've I'm less so now like we're at work we're all here to do a job and this is my job and if there's something that you're purposely not doing for me for a reason then we just need to communicate that so you know I'm happy to help you do the thing um but yeah you can't just ignore me that's not a professional way to uh to be at work
0: for anybody no it's not a a reciprocal relationship then is it either because they'll they'll always need something from you they do yeah when <laughs> when you need something from them it's heads down heads turned and yeah it's it's very frustrating so i completely agree it's it's probably one of the biggest challenges up there isn't it my tip for this week's episode is more on the management information pack i've hinted at this in some other episodes and i wanted to delve into it a little bit more to tell you what it is what you can use it for and what you can include in that pack and how often to share it so a management information pack is something that i was told about by one of my old managers who was the head of hr and i was making lots of savings for the company at the time i had Um, achieved so many things I'd got some qualifications I'd got rid of some staff I'd hired new staff we had all sorts going on that I'd achieved in a fairly short space of time whilst I was there and she said to me you know because I would would share sort of snippets of the updates in my meeting notes with her on our weekly one-to-ones and she said to me look you've you've saved hundreds of thousands of pounds so far from what I could gather like adding all of this up can you put it in a management information pack with me along with anything else that you've achieved and so on so we turned it into this pack where i shared the budget i shared the run rates which shows kind of where we are in terms of spend and savings and so on i shared the high level savings and how i'd achieved these um which actually equated to about six hundred and fifty thousand pounds over my tenure with the company per annum that was a saving that i'd made and then i talked about my challenges um the qualifications the volume of things that we were getting and i did the same in my next office management role where i was the operations manager for a private investment bank and i talked about how many air conditioning complaints we'd had because there were so many when i first joined and clearly one of my objectives was to bring those uh, complaints and requests for changes to the air conditioning systems down so i demonstrated how it was when i first joined and the volume and it was tens and tens and tens a week that we were getting versus then a few months later when we had had to spend money, but I'd spent the time and the research speaking to the engineers to bring those issues down and it demonstrated that in the figures we looked at how many meetings were held because we had the reception team and the cleaning team and the housekeeping team who helped us run the meetings and the facilities team who helped to set up events we included that we included um like I say still the budget and any saving opportunities that I had implemented and therefore money was saved or saving opportunities that I hadn't yet in- implemented and I wanted to my appraisal and objectives and kind of how I was working towards those and the successes of the teams, but also the challenges that we were having. So I shared very high level. This isn't an essay. This is again on, you know, PowerPoint slides or Canvas slides, Google slides, whatever your preferred tool is to use to make it elevate. um, Like I say, your successes, your wins, your achievements, but also your challenges and put it in a presentation that's really succinct and to the point and share it with your manager. I tended to do quarterly if I had quite a lot of movement and activity. Again, office moves because we used to do moves so much. And this isn't relocations. This is um, people moving from one space to another where there might be fit-outs or refurbs in the spaces. You know, this is sort of 70 odd thousand square feet of space we had, so quite a lot of that was going on. Joiners, leavers, people transferring from one office or one department to another. We used to include all these figures. So share it quarterly or six monthly, perhaps, if you don't have that much activity going on because you are in a smaller business. And it can help lead to what I talked about in my tip from last week which is asking for a pay rise it can help you prepare for that and almost to have the evidence leading up to that and leading up to your appraisal and your objectives and writing that because you've got your story in the moment you can also include feedback that you've had over that period of whatever you're um, measuring it on so if it's the quarter or six months you can put a couple of testimonials in there from staff on feedback um, which will really help to elevate and showcase your value as well. So you were on um the Office Management Awards finalist list 2022 and you were our first runner-up because that was the first year we'd launched the international awards mm. category. You won runner up for International Office Manager of the Year. What was that experience like for you?
1: That was pretty surreal to know that A, an award exists for people that are in my profession, and B, that I was a runner-up. So that was a nice acknowledgement for all the the work that I had done up until that point. So I think that's really important to give people that acknowledgement because a lot of the time, or most of the time, I would dare say we don't get any.
0: Yeah, I would agree. And it it is really important. I think, you know, the first year that we launched the awards, I never really thought at that point about having an international category. I saw it as a UK thing. But actually, because of the exposure that they got in year one, it suddenly was highlighted to me that, and so many people internationally were saying to me, when are you going to open it up for the international office managers? And I was like, oh, okay, we'll do this next year. So, yeah, it was an overwhelming response in that first year that we had that new category of people entering and then obviously reaching the finals. So, yeah, it is it is something that's very important and clearly still not fully appreciated or recognised around the world, not just here in the UK. So, yeah thank you for being part of that that first year of that new category so now it comes the time where we ask you to delve into your office manager diary and you've you've told me about this wonderful notebook that you've got um where you've kind of documented so many things throughout your career and you had the the date there of your um your first sort of seed your your sapling of um your seed and sapling of your office magazine business so can you tell us a you won't believe it but moment please you won't
1: believe it but it was I need to find a date though because if you don't have a date it didn't happen um it would have been the day that I met Jacinda Ardern when I was working at the Lowy Institute we had her visiting the um the Institute for a talk and I was standing in the foyer waiting for her to arrive. And I just happened to be in the right spot at the right time when the head of events asked me to go to the coffee shop and get coffee for Jacinda and her team. And I was like, me? Really? Awesome. So I, I ran down the street. Um, there was the big media pack out the front. And I ran down the street because she was going to be here any minute. And I was like, please don't fall over. Please don't fall over. Ran down the street. I pushed in line at the coffee shop. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. It's an emergency. Like, And they're all like, no, it's okay. I got the coffees. I ran back to the office. And just as I arrived, Jacinda was getting out of the car. I'm trying to stay out of the way of the media. I ran upstairs and I was laying out the coffees on the, um, on the desk. And I turned around and then she just walked in. And I was like, here's your coffee welcome to the institute and she said oh hello how are you it's so nice of you to have me blah, blah, blah. And we were just chatting and it was really nice still I can't believe that happened
0: and she was PM at this point was she yes wow that's pretty cool I mean she's such an inspiring person as well yeah and she was so did, lovely. Did, did she give you that energy she
1: did yeah she was a very very lovely lady and um while the talk was going on, I was standing outside with uh, some of her team and we were just chatting and I asked them, do you think that maybe we could all get a photo of all the ladies in the Institute with, with Jacinda? And they said, it's not really on the schedule um, where we're booked like minute by minute. And I said, "I'm. Um, can't we just do two minutes, just two minutes? And they're like, oh, I don't know. Okay, so they said you need you'll only get literally two minutes and then we're out of here. So you need to you need to organise this on the fly. So I made a few texts. I got all the girls from the institute down next to that room next to the media room, and we were all lined up already. And then we had everyone else who wanted a photo behind all the girls. I waited for the from the photographer for the signal, um, and as the room emptied of all the media. We came in the back door and we were all standing there. We already knew where we were all going to stand. And then Jacinda just turns around. She's like, hi, guys. And she stood. She took a photo. We took another photo. And then she left. And it was two minutes. Like, I don't know how I did that.
0: I mean, it just goes to show if you don't ask and push a little bit. Push a little you bit. Get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'd love to see that picture. If, you, if you've got it, do yep. send it over, but that's incredible. Mm-hmm. It's, it's so amazing where these roles can take us, isn't it, in, in our careers when you have access to so many different things on, on the inside track as well. So yeah, I love that story. So in your opinion, what are some of the biggest misconceptions about the role of an office manager and how do you debunk them, Sarah?
1: Biggest myth would probably be that we're not skilled, um, that we're just, we're, we're we're low on the hierarchy of an office, but most people don't know the skill that goes into it, that you need to know about everything. You need to know about like technology and how phones work and how to troubleshoot and, you know, SIM cards and swapping SIM cards and, you know, activating services and not software updates on your computer and basic troubleshooting there um you know all the way to you know ordering uniforms and hr documents and ordering supplies inventory management it's a lot more than than just answering a phone or hanging up a poster yeah or or organizing a party
0: and they're the fun parts but uh, we are we are far more capable i mean organizing parties and events are hard but um, we're far more capable and capable than that so um yeah, absolutely. It's, I would agree There's. there are some huge misconceptions about the value that office managers bring essentially. Yeah. So what advice would you give to anybody who is looking to get into office management mm-hmm. and or to set up on their own?
1: The advice that I would give is you need to be organized and you need to have your own system, a system or way of doing things. It doesn't really matter what that system is, whether it's writing things down by hand or using your notes app in your phone or voice notes or Trello or Notion or monday.com. But you need to have a bulletproof organizational system for yourself because you cannot remember it all. Um, And the second thing would be to to take initiative and to find new ways to do things. Uh, Don't just keep doing something just because that's the way it's always been done. You really need to take a step back and think about: Do I even need to do this? I did a Six Sigma productivity course with the University of Sydney um, the other year, and that was that was point number one. We were asked to make a particular process more efficient, and we did the best we could. But then he said, "Well, do you really need to do this in the first place? Is this process does it even matter?" And you're like, "Actually, this particular case it doesn't. So now we just get rid of that." So that really sparked my my curiosity for that that's the number one one thing i think of when i'm trying to streamline something do i even need to do this can i not do it can i get away with not doing it
0: yeah it's it's challenging that that status quo i suppose isn't it because everybody's we're all habitual if something's always been done this way and no one comes in and says why yeah
1: <laughs> that's always been me it just carries on
0: yeah Put my whole life i think that's that. what makes a good office manager yeah but why? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. How? What's the point? Why? What's the objective? What's the end goal? And if nobody can answer those questions, then yeah, Re- rethink, rehash, relook. So yeah, I really like that one. And what about setting up on their own? What, would, what advice would you give to anybody looking to go into being a, an office management virtual assistant?
1: Um, I would say to reach out to other people in the virtual assistant community. Um, we always love to see new people join, um, and have a, have a mentor uh, so they can show you the ropes and how things are done because even me having done the job that I did for, you know, 11 years, becoming a a VA was a real shift for me, leaving that employee mindset and going into a business owner mindset. uh, So mindset work as well. Because you realise if you don't do the item, you're A, not going to get paid, but B, no one's going to care. Nobody, nobody cares. The only, you need to be responsible for your workload and that's a big responsibility.
0: It is indeed. Do you think that your experience as an office manager helped you set up your business? Because you're so ingrained in office management in so many different aspects of how to run a business, okay, facilities um, premises in the business as well. But did that help set you up? Do you think in in good stead? I think
1: it did because I can talk to business owners, having um, an intimate knowledge of what being in a business is like, um, and I can also foresee problems before they happen because I've been there and I've done it. So um, there are VAs who do, you know, very um, a varied task load. But my in my business, my strength is that, like an OM, I can do anything, which is nice.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, as an office manager, particularly in your in your previous roles, how did you balance your day to day responsibilities and perhaps also now, while also staying informed about emerging trends and advancements in the field?
1: Um, I would read. Magazines on the way to work. So, all the tech magazines. And also, I subscribe to a few newsletters from uh, key uh, industry leaders, I guess. Um, And then I look for ways to implement that in my job. So, um, another one that I subscribe to um, on Instagram is Rich Webbs. He's a productivity um, guru, if you will. He is amazing. His newsletters have, I think, about five things. It's like five things you need to know, and they're really short and really sharp and to the point. Um, so yeah, re- reading reading magazines and um, and following key Instagram accounts is how I keep up to date with everything. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it makes sense. You are you are always on Insta, and I I love it because I love a lot of your content. So keep sharing that. So Sarah, now to finish on what do the next few years look like for you and what are your current aspirations in your career?
1: The next few years, I am focusing on streamlining my business. Um, I'm doing well, but I can always do better. And I would like to upskill into, I haven't really decided if it'll be, you know, something like graphic design or it might be into sideways into cyber security or it might be you know something else so I'd like to upskill
0: somewhere that that is quite a, a change isn't it if you're going into something that specialist so that's mm-hmm. yeah that's a new answer because yeah. a lot of people talk about maybe something a little bit more connected like HR or yeah and you know these are all the different areas often that we I suppose especially if you're doing social media content for your clients at the moment the graphic design elements probably piqued in interest there but cyber security is a a wow, isn't it? I mean that's never going to go away now, but yeah that would be an interesting one.
1: Working at uh, the Lowy Institute really taught me a lot about having a security mind and that was our number one focus uh, as our business needs required that. So I had to send out you know all of our security emails and our our testing and things like that. So that's really made me conscious um, and also working with, um, the security team and just just general chit chat. You know, what would you do in this situation? And just water cooler chat. And then watching the TV show that's on at the moment, Hunted, and how we're all so connected into um, social media, and you're always trackable. And yeah, it's just really interested me that that whole topic.
0: Oh, watch this space, then. Yeah, I haven't. I've heard of Hunted, but I hadn't seen it um, just yet. So I might. I might put that on my watch list. Yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> it's really good. Um, mm. we're on season two at the moment but in season one I learned that if you if you don't want to be found don't contact anybody that you currently know and don't use your phone right that's just two things don't use your phone don't contact anyone you know because that's ba- that's basically how they catch you that's how they catch you just
0: completely oh so is it like a game show yeah then
1: yes I see. Yeah. okay so they okay. drop um they drop a group of people off in this one location and then They have 21 days to stay hidden Um, and the hunters are using every tech available that is available to police now. So um, your surveillance, um, full phone intercepts, like private investigators, all kinds of crazy things, Um, impersonating people, breaking into people's phones and impersonating people. So like, oh, can you please contact me about something? So they'll turn their phone on. And then now I know where you are. scary. Trust nobody. Wow.
0: Good lesson for life. Well, Sarah, thank you so much for being a guest on the Office Manager Diaries. It's been lovely to chat to you and catch up.
1: Thank you for having me. It's been great.
0: Pleasure. This episode is sponsored by the Office Management Portal, our free online membership platform aimed at connecting, supporting, and empowering office managers in a simple-to-use, all-in-one self-service resource. You can sign up right now at www.theofficemanagementportal.com and click the sign up button in the top right. If you want to upgrade your account to our premium membership at any time for unlimited downloadable templates and monthly expert masterclasses, use the code OMD for 25% off. That's THEOMD T-H-E, for Office Manager Diaries for 25% off. Thank you for listening.